For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Anthony Slater, who covers the Warriors for The Athletic, specifically about the knee injury that the Warriors are facing with rookie center James Wiseman. He went to the ground with a knee injury during the game on Saturday night, a Warrior win actually following the loss on Friday. Warriors are calling it a meniscal injury and looks like he's going to miss the final 19 games of the regular season and probably the postseason. The Warriors have to be worried about whether or not this is going to impact his offseason workout plan as they were looking for him to bulk up, get a lot of work in with some veteran players, and then gear up to be ready for a title run next season. We'll see if that will be impacted by this knee injury as we work through it and we'll talk about it with Anthony Slater, who joins me next. It's Wednesday, April 14th. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the podcast Anthony Slater. Of course, he covers the Warriors for The Athletic, and I guess I wish we were having you back under happier circumstances. I figured we'd be checking in with you around playoff time, and now I guess questions about whether or not there will be a playoff time for the Warriors and questions around James Wiseman. So how are you, Anthony? And uh, we can get into this a little bit. The Warriors got to stop dunking or attempting to dunk. (laughs) I mean, Clay Thompson's infamous knee injury from the 2019 Finals obviously has really kind of sent the Warriors down this this injury spiral. You could even go back to KD, who tore his Achilles the game before that. But that was on a dunk. Marquise Chris broke his leg on a dunk earlier this season on a scrimmage dunk. Kelly Oubre, who is currently out, sprained his wrist twice this season landing after a dunk. And now James Wiseman had already in his rookie season his second injury on a dunk attempt. You know, it's a very fun style when he goes up and tries to just hammer on guys, but he's now sprained his wrist and missed 11 games. And then, yes, this meniscus tear, which, you know, again, we will get more specifics in the coming days. Maybe the listeners have already, by the time they're listening, have heard some of the specifics of like timeline treatment plan. But regardless, it is a major setback at a bad time for a rookie center. It is weird looking at all those dunk injuries you mentioned, just sort of chronicling over them. And I know, like, you go back over the last 24 months, it has been tough for the Warriors involving injuries in general. You could, you know, add Boogie Cousins to that. You could add Kevon Looney to that. You could add Steph Curry to that last year. And obviously, those not all dunk related. But when it comes to the dunk stuff, that's just kind of an anomaly, right? I mean, you can't tell these guys not to dunk. It's not like telling a pitcher on the base pass not to go sliding head first so he doesn't get hurt. They're just on the court. If, if they get hurt doing this, they get hurt doing it. There's no preventative measures to take here, right? Not necessarily. Like you definitely at at the age of twenty, you don't want to tell James Wiseman, who's an explosive, fun athlete, like, hey, don't go up and try to finish strong. But at the same time, like you know, there's cautionary tales. Like Blake Griffin, like look where he's at at his stage of his career, and like a lot of the knee issues he's had. I mean, because he's like an explosive leaper, and those type of athletes, you know, are more susceptible to injuries like there's a reason Kelly Oubre crashed hard to the ground and sprained his wrist twice it's because he is going up trying to throw it down Steph Curry's not going to sprain his wrist that way because Steph Curry's never going to be in a position where he's that high in the air and like you know potentially getting undercut and and falling like that you know there's other ways that the basketball players get hurt Steph Curry obviously you know has ankle rolls at times but you don't want to sap that from his game but I would say as James Wiseman ages beyond this as maybe you know he sharpens his game and he becomes 23 24 you start to maybe tell him, hey, you can go for the layup sometimes. You don't always have to try to poster a guy. You know, In that particular situation, as Kenyon Martin's coming over, we're talking about the dunk attempt where he, he injures his knee. That could have been a layup. 
that could have been another dribble and instead of like the power throwdown, like you know he's skilled enough around the rim should get strong enough where maybe you just make a power move and go other side layup remember the Dwayne Wade commercial fall seven times get up eight this is like early in his career I mean he was a fun crash dummy inside and it's what made him so fun so good so explosive and productive early on but as he started to age into his body and he knew he can't couldn't do that his whole career got the mid-range jumper has some like you know counter moves some more skill stuff around the rim and I do think over time Wiseman will need to develop that because you just can't live an NBA life of just like poster dunk after poster dunk because he's been hurt twice already in his rookie year because of that and the first one obviously the wrist injury but when he came back from that injury he seemed out of whack and so I guess maybe that's where we'll jump off here is the frustrating part about this is not just you know the sadness of a rookie having to deal with this injury but also that it could hinder development here right 19 games remaining this season the hope was maybe he'd get a little taste of what playoff action was going to be like and while the Warriors are calling it at the time of this recording a meniscal injury we don't know the severity of it yet we don't totally have the timetable yet how much do you think this is going to hurt him because it feels like over the last I don't know two weeks or so the last five to six games he had clearly made strides to be more aggressive look like the pick and rolls they were running were working better with he and Steph uh, than they'd worked earlier in the year he looked like he was getting more confidence more comfortable and, and getting those reps was so important how big of a deal is this is this is going to sort of pull him back from this and maybe he was playing behind a little bit anyway after the COVID test in the offseason and then you know playing three college basketball games there's all sorts of stuff here that could have hindered that development but this is sort of a big one yeah glass half full would be Hey, at least he showed something before his season. If this had happened a week ago, two weeks ago, when he was like kind of in a struggle position, and you're like, you know, what's kind of going on with with this development? You would know less going into the summer. You don't know a ton. We're talking about a three. He was really only three games this homestand. He really seemed to be turning the corner a bit. They, as you mentioned, were running. Uh, a more conducive, like, high-screen style. He had connected with Steph Curry several times. The jumper was looking better like it was early in the season. Him and Jordan Poole even were kind of creating a nice little, like, two-man game in that second unit without Curry on the floor, which was helping them, by the way. You know, that the second unit was playing better without Curry. So those are data points, and we don't have too many James Wiseman data points. So those three good ones will help them go into the summer feeling probably a little bit better. But at the same time, like, obviously you know, this is just terrible timing for him because it did seem like he was gaining a rhythm and it did seem like there was a chance like if it had gone well the last few weeks, the Warriors would potentially would have been going into the summer feeling a lot better about him and the center position moving forward into next season before they had to make this monumental summer coming up where they need to reconstruct this roster to try to win the title next season. We now know they're going to go into it still with a kind of an unknown situation with Wiseman I mean there's no way we can predict what type of player he will be next season because we haven't seen enough we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors we know he'll still need growth we know he'll still need that development I know he would planned on working out with like Kevin Garnett this offseason said he'd worked with KD in the past he was going to get some of that work that he was not able to get maybe even do some summer league but now all that's kind of in jeopardy right it's in jeopardy, but like that is, and I had heard the night of, like I knew they had ruled out like MCL, ACL, you know, talk about catastrophic because then he wouldn't have got the off season. He probably would have missed, you know, the start of next season, but meniscus. And again, we will get more clarity on like is surgery needed? How, you know, how bad is the injury? What's the timeline recovery wise? But I would say in general, I, at this point, I'm hearing optimism that he will get some type of summer. Now it maybe it's not necessarily going to rush him into summer league, play him a bunch. I We'll see, but I do think he'll still get to have a strength program and depending on the timeline, meniscus tears are not nearly as severe as like an ACL or MCL. 
Right. I, I was sort of relieved in hearing, and I'm sure the Warriors were too, that it was meniscus and not ACL or MCL. You come down on a knee like that, and there's a risk that you tear one or both or maybe even all three if you throw the PCL in there too. And you start talking about uh, you know long, long-term injury recovery stuff like we're seeing with Clay Thompson. So as far as how it affects the Warriors now, uh, at the time we record this, they're sitting in the 10 spot with an uphill battle. Who do you slot in there? I mean, they're in the Western Conference with a whole bunch of big bodies out there at the 5 spot, and James Wiseman was supposed to be that anchor how big is this like is an impact on the roster trying to make the postseason here I don't think it's like too destructive if we wide scope it as we just were talking about this is very bad for the franchise in the long term but I think in the short term like you know you play Juan Toscano Anderson in small ball you give Draymond Green more small ball center minutes that's not that bad that's actually been good for the Warriors this season some of their best basketball this season has been remember that stretch where, where Wiseman and Looney were out they were starting JTA like they had some really good wins in there and, you know it's the 2021 NBA like you can win games without centers look at the Rockets went to the second round last year with P.J. Tucker is their starting center and no backup center. Like So it can be done. You have to switch up your style. It's more taxing than you probably want on Draymond Green at a during a season, which we know is not ending in a title. So I do think they're going to compete, though. I, I don't think this, like, oh, now they're going to drop out of the play. And no, I, think they'll win. I think they'll win plenty of games down the stretch in a soft schedule, by the way. You know, they have three Thunder games. They got a Cavaliers game. The Rockets they play again. There's a lot of wins out in front of them. And I think they're going to play a, a pretty fun style. So this version of this season's team, I still kind of have the same projection that I think they're getting in the play in game. They Maybe they win that. But the max out is they make a little first round noise and then bow out. I was sort of looking at the same thing. I don't think he was the end-all, be-all, but you're right. It's really big picture-wise more about next year, and you're right, devastating for the franchise. Just kind of like looking through players who have come back from meniscus injuries. It looks like it's an NBA injury that is, is fairly frequent as far as big ones that could keep you out for an extended period of time. But guys like Derrick Rose have recovered from this, have come back from meniscus injuries. This isn't a, a career, earth-shattering type of injury, it doesn't seem like. Reminds me a little bit of the Westbrook one, Russell Westbrook. I you know, I was covering the Thunder back, I think it was the 2013 playoffs, and it's Westbrook's coming over the sideline to call a timeout, and Beverly tries to get one of those sneak steals before he can call a timeout, kind of clips him on the knee. Westbrook slam, you know, it hurt him clearly, he slams the uh, scores table. Then he plays the rest of the game. That was, I think it was like late in the first half. He plays the rest of the game great that night. Finishes, I can't remember if he had a triple-double or whatever, but I remember he was like kind of the star of the game. They won a playoff game. We do the post-game media. He talks. There might have been a question about like Beverly in that play, but there's no question like how's the knee feeling really because he played the entire second half. Walks out of the arena, then the next day you hear a meniscus there. Wait, what? And he missed the rest of the playoffs, which was brutal for the Thunder at the time, but he had an entire offseason. He was back the next season. Now he ended up having complications with loose stitches, I remember, in his knee. So like, it's never a good thing for a basketball player to have knee problems, but generally what you're saying is correct this is not something where you need like reconstructive surgery or anything like that it's it's something that most players typically come back from and come back from relatively quickly it's not a uh, Sean Livingston uh, entire left leg situation, right, where everything in there had to be cleaned up. But Chris Paul, another one, it looks like, who, who had torn a meniscus and come back. So all stuff we'll continue to pay attention to, man. I guess the hope is he can get back, get healthy, and really now we're looking towards the offseason. Get him a chance to get some work in this summer, keep the weight training program like you're talking about, and uh, and hope he can help them make a push next year. But uh, we'll keep checking in with you, Anthony. Thanks so much for the information today, man. Yep, thanks for having me.
Well, good stuff from Anthony Slater and the Warriors uh, still in a tough spot trying to figure out how they want to handle going forward with this James Wiseman injury. After we recorded this with Anthony, Warriors have still yet to announce whether or not they're going to send him uh, to have surgery to have this meniscus repaired or decided whether or not they're just going to try to rehab this thing. You got to make the right decision because if you rehab and it takes too long, then maybe he misses a chunk of next season. And again, you're really hoping he can be healthy enough this offseason to get in a little offseason program, as Anthony mentioned, of course, doing a little weight program as well, trying to get himself filled out so that he can carry the load for the Warriors next year and maybe carry the franchise for the next decade or so. So we'll keep you updated whenever anything happens with the James Wiseman injury. Thank you to Brian, thank you to Anthony, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you're listening. We'll keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. And how about this? The Oakland A's, who started 1-7, and seven, have gotten a little hotter of late. We'll talk to Shayna Rubin of the Bay Area News Group on Friday about just how far this A's squad can go and whether or not they're going to be able to lock up some of this talent that could be upcoming free agents in the coming offseason. Until then, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy some baseball. We'll talk to you on Friday.